Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mark Thompson. Get woke. God bless you. Get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Folks, if there was ever a time to talk about paid leave for all, obviously it's right now. Uh, It needs to be in some type of Corona relief bill. The bill that passed in March left millions of workers, including grocery workers, restaurant workers, and healthcare personnel who are working on the front lines without a single paid sick family or medical leave day. And it's akin to big businesses and franchises sucking dry the small business loans that were passed in the CARES Act and that Congress just replenished. There is a paid leave for all campaign. We're going to hear all about it from its director, Don Hucklebridge, who joins us from Washington, D.C. Don, uh, how are you doing? And first of all, how are you and your family and your loved ones doing in this pandemic? Well, thank you for asking. And and thank you, first of all, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm lucky because I am healthy and I'm well and I'm I'm able to work from home and, and collect a paycheck. So for that, I feel I feel truly blessed. Um, my loved ones, my family are all pretty well. My brother did get COVID, um, mm. and, but he recovered and, and he's been doing the quarantined alone and getting better. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and I have some friends who've gotten it too, but I think that's the story many of us have is that we know people who are contracting this and getting sick. Um, 
and it could be a lot worse. There are people on the front lines right now risking their lives every single day. So in the scheme of things, I feel healthy and lucky, and I feel like it is my job to make sure that we do more for the people who are exposed. Well, glad to hear uh, your your brother uh, is is has improved and is better. So that's that's good to know, and definitely appreciate the work you're doing. I don't I don't understand it, Don. Why is this just not an automatic thing? Why are we still fighting for something that should just be? And I was talking to another guest. Other countries. Yeah. I mean, there was no political debate. Soon yeah. as this happened, there was okay. We paying everybody's income until this gets. So please, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get upset. Let me, let me just let you <laughs> talk about it because. <laughs> yeah, no. It's um, what what is really hard to understand is for me is very hard to fathom is that we are one of the only countries in the world today that does not really have a national paid leave policy. Um, in terms of family leave, it's us and Papua New Guinea. Um, we are the only one of the only industrialized countries that does not uh, mandate paid sick days. And these policies, they're, they're not just for individual benefits. They are for the whole. They're for society and the collective. They, they protect us all. They, they boost bottom lines. They help businesses. Um, we find that evidence again and again. So it's shocking that, that even now we have to fight in the middle of a pandemic when we see very clearly before us, if we hadn't already, how, um, what happens to one person what protections they have or do not have, um, how that impacts all of us. Mm -hmm. And so um, I agree with you. It, to me, it, it is shocking. And, and I'm just hopeful that in this situation, people start, have, start having a really new understanding of what these kinds of protections mean for, for families and individuals, our neighbors, our friends, but, but also just for us and for our economy too. So it, it's, it's obviously just politics that prevents it. And I presume the relationships that some politicians have with big business, right? Yeah, I, I do think that has been a, a, a hurdle. Um, what we're trying to explain is that a lot of that is just is just a myth, though, that, that in the long run, that, that providing paid leave for your workers improves your bottom line, um, that you they will be happier, they will be more productive, you won't have turnover, you know, you'll save costs in terms of um, finding new workers and losing talent. Um, so, so we're really trying to correct that misunderstanding. Um, but also I think some of this has to do with what people see as the role of government. And there's this idea that, you know, we shouldn't be, um, government shouldn't be forcing businesses or people to do certain things. What I hope though, is right now we see how much we do indeed need that because we can't rely on employers to kind of provide these policies piecemeal. Um, you shouldn't, you know, your fortune should not be dependent on what your zip code is or where you work um, or what kind of work you do or who you love. You know, that, that this should be something that we put in place in a comprehensive, sustainable way for everybody. And to do that, we need a really robust federal policy on paid leave. So in, in one of the bills they pass, am I correct? There was something paid leave-ish in there. Yeah, yeah. So didn't go far enough. Yeah, exactly. So there have been um, many rounds of legislation and negotiations in the midst of this pandemic of what do we do to help? There's so many needs right now. Um, and in the Families First Act, for the very first time, the Congress put into place uh, emergency paid leave. And so for that, we're grateful because it did help millions of workers. And what it did is it provided, it, it asked 
employers um, through reimbursements that will allow employers to give uh, two weeks of paid sick days to, to workers and also some limited form of paid leave, mostly around school closures for families. Um, so it's something and we're grateful for that again, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. It left out estimates are up to 106 million workers in this country. Um, if you do get COVID, you probably need more than two weeks of sick days. You know, recovery can be weeks. Um, it doesn't, it, so it didn't provide for really that. There's, if you had to care for someone else in your family who got sick, it doesn't provide for that. Um, and it left out lots of people. It left out businesses with employers with more than 500 employees. It left out essential workers on the front lines. It left out, um, because of this big business carve out, it left out pretty much all the major grocery store chains, pharmacy chains. It, uh, the Department of Labor went on to even make it broader, to carve out this really broad uh, definition of healthcare workers. So literally right now, the people on the front lines, disproportionately um, low wage workers, workers of color, women, um, are not protected. They're not given these, these very basic protections that will keep them safe and help them if, if they need to get tested, if they get sick, if a loved one gets sick. But it also means that all of us are gonna be exposed if these essential and frontline workers don't have these protections too. So did they think that $1,200 was supposed to cover all of that? <laughs> yeah, no, who knows what they were thinking. Um, but I think what it's, what's so ironic to me is we call, we now recognize these workers are essential. They've been essential for a really long time. Yeah, well, really. That is interesting, isn't it? Before this pandemic hit. <laughs> and yet, we, we carved them out of these very simple protections that will save their lives. So yeah. to me, that's, um, that's not valuing workers. Even though we're just now calling them uh, essential for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Don, you are clearly smarter than I am. I don't, don't agree with that, but, but but so because so now I used to I was good in math until I got to high school and discovered baseball and girls. But I know a little bit about math. All right. So Don, help me out here with some math. Okay, I'll try. I'm not I'm not so good at it either. I really capped out at algebra. Okay, well, but I'm but this is just just simple arithmetic. Now, if I've got all these workers mm-hmm. and all of them get sick and I don't do anything for them or create a means for them to care for themselves and their loved ones so they come back to work, how do I have still have employees? Exactly. That's I mean, kind of one plus one equals two, isn't it? Right, right, right. I think you get to the heart of it there, is that in a pandemic and not, this is simple math, this is common sense, and these policies have always been common sense. Protect your workers, protect your business, protect your bottom line, protect your right. consumers. Um, and I think now it's it's just ludicrous, you know, that we're asking, we're basically making these essential workers expendable. And we're saying, you don't deserve the same protections that the rest of us do who get, many of us get the privilege of staying home. Um, so no, it's, it's to me, it is um, unconscionable. And it's just, it's exactly, it's bad math and it's bad business. So we, we, you know, you always look for silver linings at the very least in educating and informing people because you've got to educate people to organize and mobilize. Right. So maybe there's a sliver of hope that the meatpacker story, right, is getting some attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's it, right where everybody can get. So wait a minute now, this, this doesn't sound right, right? So is, is that an opportunity you think 
for people to really realize what's going on. And then you have a president who's saying emphatically, yeah, go, you need to go on back to work. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, forget all of that. It doesn't matter what happens to you. Yeah. I mean, this is my, my great hope. It's okay. This pandemic is bringing to light how work that has been um, undervalued and, and in many ways invisible to a lot of people for a long time, um, we're suddenly now being forced in this very dramatic and literal way to see how the, their conditions impact all of us. So yeah, the meat packers who are um, predominantly people of color, um, same with farm workers, uh, same with these essential frontline workers, um, all of the people who make our lives work and make the economy work every day are so critical um, to the success of this country um, and who have been, again, undervalued and, and also, you know, care workers, people in homes, healthcare workers. There's, we did a press call recently and we had a home healthcare worker join us uh, named Joyce from Virginia. Mm-hmm. She's been working for more than 30 years as a healthcare worker. Um, she starts before 7 a.m., clocks out around 10 p.m., um, works to to take care of two people who are who, who need you know assistance or are disabled in their homes every day, and she said that COVID is in one of the homes where she works. Um, she said, "I literally have no PPE, and I cannot do my job from six feet away. That's that's not possible." And she doesn't have you know a, she doesn't have paid leave. She doesn't have a sick day. Um, so you know these are the stories that this has been a crisis in the making for a long time. It didn't, it didn't start with COVID. It, it goes on before, it went on before and it will, there will be crises again in people's personal lives and in, in public health and the national scope. Um, but I'm hopeful that we're starting to see now how this impacts us. And mm-hmm. it should take a crisis like this, but I, that is my hope that we'll start seeing how the people on the warehouse floors, the people, um, helping us in our homes, the people at the grocery stores, that, that all, of, all of this, we're all tied together. You know, we're only as safe as the most vulnerable worker in our society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, it's more important now, and, and, and the last question before we get into what we can get Congress to do, but it's more important now, as you have some of these states wanting to prematurely in lockdowns, mm-hmm. phased or however. So you, you, there's a greater likelihood, a certainty, that if you start opening stuff up and people start going back to work, they're going to get sick because we're not past this pandemic, right? So exactly. if there was ever a time to talk about pay leave, it's now. Exactly. So you, you, you said it just right. Um, we've needed this for a long time, but particularly now as we start to reopen, you know, we're, we're not flattening the curve anymore. You know, the states start to reopen. We need to have these protections in place. There was just a poll out actually that asked, um, what is the number one policy that we need right now to protect us as we reopen? And the American people said paid, paid sick leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was something like 88%. Um, I don't know why the administration is throwing up roadblocks and why they're resisting this. It's what voters want. Um, so I encourage all of you to, to reach out to your member of Congress and ask them to close the loopholes, at the very least in this emergency paid leave um, policy that we have to make sure that people on the front lines who are serving us and helping us and keeping us safe every day have the same protections that we'd want for our own families. Um, Democrats, I presume, pretty much supportive. Well, so, um, what? no, it's, I mean, what's interesting is that's kind of, we do presume our our biggest champions are are Democrats often, Mm -hmm. but but also it has broad bipartisan support. 
okay. finding um, majorities in both parties do actually support this. So I think that that's a disconnect in terms of what can, you know, mm. uh, folks in office and folks in leadership assume um, this is a bipartisan issue and it's not a political issue. Mm-hmm. But who, who are our political opponents right now in Congress? It, it, yeah, is, well, I guess one is McConnell one of them. Well, I mean, for a lot of he, he's been blocking a lot of the good things that we need right now. But we know he. Is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I will say is uh, what's interesting about paid leave is that it has bipartisan support. Um, I do think there are different opinions about how we should achieve it. Um, and you know what we talk about in terms of my campaign, when we talk about paid leave for all, we're talking about something um, that guarantees you time. If you are sick or if you need to be with loved ones, it's something that gives you a meaningful wage, something you can live on while you take that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that is inclusive and doesn't leave anyone behind. It understands that right now family, you know, it needs to have a modern definition of family. So there's things like that that um, we, we don't want to compromise on. And a lot of things that are put out, particularly by this administration as quote unquote paid leave, we, we say are actually neither paid nor leave. Um, so a lot of the policies that have been um, put out in the name of paid leave are actually taking away from other benefits. So it's uh, uh, you know taking away from a child tax credit or it's taking away from your retirement. Um, it's taking away from things you've earned Mm-hmm. And so that that's actually that's we say it's robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's that's not um, what paid leave is, and it doesn't help families, and it doesn't guarantee you time, which is yeah. which is really critical. Uh, speaking of of bipartisanship, some some numbers I, I have here uh, that your team has shared with me: a supermajority, eighty-seven percent of voters, including ninety-one percent of Democrats and eighty-six percent of Republicans said all workers should have access to emergency paid sick family and medical leave. Yep. So I, I guess then it's getting the elected officials on Capitol Hill to realize that. Yep. And and honestly, Don, I think it's it's our duty, you know, when when people get ready to go vote in November, mm-hmm. this this is everything's on the table. Exactly. And if you aren't taking that seriously, you got to go. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much, this is bread and butter. I agree with you. I mean, to us, a lot of what we feel like our job is, is to make sure that this is a priority for candidates, for elected officials, and that voters and, and people in this country hold them accountable. Yeah. Um. So if there was, this should have been happening for years. But right now, even in this crisis, as people are dying, literally every day, um, if you don't, if you're not in support of this policy, which is so common sense and saves lives, then then yeah, I hope voters do remember this in November. So for those who are obsessed with the economy, the economy, even sometimes more so than human life, um, can you explain to us what paid leave does to not drain the economy, but actually benefit the economy? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole host of literature that that really is behind the fact that this policy improves bottom lines for small businesses, for the economy as a whole, for, for also for families' economic security, for their health outcomes, um, for maternal mortality, for infant mortality. I mean, it's just uh, it's an investment that that supports us from the bottom up. Um, and so we have, there are a number of states that have passed paid leave and we've been following them closely and looking at studies and evidence. Um, 
and I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier that businesses have not found it hurts their bottom lines. In fact, it's, it's a, it's a boon. Um, and it, it keeps, they don't have to have lose money in terms of turnover and training new people and finding new people. They're keeping their best workers. They're keeping them really productive and happy. Um, and, and also, I mean, again, there are countries, almost every other country in the world has figured out that this works and they can afford it and that it helps. Um, you know, the, the families and the economy have changed so drastically in this country in the last 50 years and our policies haven't kept up. Right, right. Uh, so if we want to, you know, get through this pandemic and if we want to, you know, be successful going into, a, you know, this century in a modern economy that we need to have some of these policies in place. Yeah. So and, and so there are businesses who are doing this on their own. A mm -hmm. business can choose to do that. How how widespread is that? Businesses that are actually taking the initiative to go ahead and do this. And and do we know how many have decided to implement it on their own in this crisis? Is there any way of knowing that? So I I, I couldn't tell you who has decided to do it on their own this crisis. It's kind okay. of but what I can tell you is that um, most workers in this country do not have it. Uh, when this pandemic hit. Uh, 32, 33 million workers did not have access to one single paid sick day. Mm -hmm. And four in five workers had no access to paid family leave. Um, so it is the vast majority of companies do not provide this, this benefit at all. So is there, is, is Congress and the, the law really the incentive that those who could do it on their on their own need i mean why can't some of them just knowing that it's that it works in some knowing that i mean if i got a business i know i need employees yeah yeah i mean what is the disincentive for me doing it on my own yeah and waiting for congress i mean i think you know, there, there's a lot of fear about it. People don't understand it. You know, people assume that this is, is just going to um, hurt their bottom lines. They worry it's going to hurt their profits. Um, so I think the task before us is to help do a lot more education to help people understand that's not the case. But also, we don't want to keep doing this piecemeal. You know, right. when right. This, this pandemic has made it clear that, you know, we can't keep just pulling things together piece by piece. We don't want to be scrambling in a public health crisis that we wanna make sure that we can provide some level of support and protection for all the workers in this country. Again, regardless of what state you're in or where you work, um, all work should have dignity and all workers should have some level of basic human protections. So we believe really strongly, it is in the benefit of everyone in this country to have a comprehensive federal policy for paid leave. Is paidleaveforall.org, Don, organizing and mobilizing citizens to contact their members of Congress? We are. So if you're listening to this, I would ask you, please, um, you can go to our website, paidleaveforall.org. Right on the homepage, you should find a link, take action. You can click a button or two and contact your own member of Congress to ask to close the loopholes and to pass paid leave, um, expanded paid leave in this country to cover particularly right now frontline workers. We also, if you follow us on Twitter, um, we're putting out petitions, we're putting out calls to action, phone numbers, all these things all the time. Um, and this is the time right now, this week, to make your voice heard uh, because they're negotiating the next relief package and there are too many people whose lives are on the line.
Yeah. Folks, Don is talking about you and me. This is no longer that somebody else that'll never happen to me. This affects all of us. So take the time to do it. Go to paidleaveforall.org and get involved. Uh, This is very, very important. And it's always good to leave people with an assignment. That's what we like to do around here. So go to paidleaveforall.org. We don't just have these conversations to make people mad. Don didn't come on here just to upset me. Uh, These are some some rough numbers. So the only way we can address these is if we act. And so in this time off, you all can go to payleaveforall.org and get organized. Um, everybody's on Zoom and webinars. You all doing any webinars and information sessions for people to learn more about the importance? We are. I know everyone's Zoomed out, but we are. <laughs> we're, we're connecting both the work that we're doing within our campaign independently, and we're lifting up all of our partners who are doing yeah. wonderful work right now. So follow us on Twitter, and you can tap yeah. into all those things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I know everybody's, she's right, everybody's Zoomed out, but this is important. This is life and death. Because they're going to make us go back to work and you need to be protected when you go. So, you know, if there's if there's anything to prioritize, it's this work here. Payleaveforall.org. Uh, Don Hucklebridge has been our guest. She's a director there. Don, thank you. Keep up the great work. Anything we can do to continue to help beat the drum, just let us know. Thank you so much. Thank you All for right. having me. All right. Thank you for joining us. All okay. right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.